0: Today's episode of Let's Talk is sponsored by Reform Theological Seminary's online learning program, RTS Global. Stick around to learn more.
1: Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk, where we talk about applying biblical wisdom to everyday life. If you have enjoyed listening to this podcast, we hope, we pray, we solicit, we ask, we beg even. you'll rem- <laughs> We hope you'll recommend it to others and share your favorite episodes with a friend. Uh, my name is Jackie Hill Perry, and I am here with Kruger, Melissa, and Holmes Jasmine. And today we're going to talk about...
0: God, Conflict. I got whispered like prayer. Got whispered. I know. I, know. I... Yelled,
1: conflict because I don't like conflict.
0: <laughs> oh well, too bad, Jackie. Because the beginning of this episode, uh, we're conflicting now. Is going to be about our conflict. Okay, I'm out of this. You are out of this because you always believed and trusted in me, Melissa. And I appreciate that from you. Man, you're so sweet. I just but can't. I can't do. even see you being oh. in the
2: conflict. Come to my house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you see some doors
1: slammed
0: some pillows. I can't
1: imagine it. Oh that.
0: goodness, yes. I um Jackie and I are still beefing from do you know how many how many messages I got last season from like I got like at least ten messages last season from people who were like the end of the season where Jackie said that you make your pasta sauce from a can. You sounded so mad. And I was like, because I was. No, she was offended. I was deeply offended. So tonight I'm cooking dinner. Cook. She can cook, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but conflict. I have a fun story about conflict. Okay. Mm. I did not know that I had a, a, an anger issue until oh, I got married. Got it. And nobody who knew me knew that I had an anger issue until I got married because I came from a very like children are seen and not heard household. Mm. So the most that I ever did when I was angry was like I threw a dish towel one time when I was mad mm. and it was like World War Three up in that joint. Mm. My mom was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so I got married to Philip and Philip is not conflict diverse. <laughs> At all, in the least. And every time that I have found out that I was pregnant, it was from a gigantic conflict that happened between Philip and I, so much so that mm. Langston was my fourth pregnancy. And by that time, Philip, like we had a big explosive argument. And Philip was like, I think you should take a pregnancy test. <laughs> and lo and behold, it was positive. Mm. Seriously. So with Wynn, I was, um, fighting with Philip about it was our anniversary and we were having a conflict. We just weren't really good at communicating with each other. And part of it is we just got married so fast and didn't really know each other that well. So Mm -hmm. didn't really know our conflict styles, even though we'd had a lot of conflict. We like fought when we were dating. We fought when we were engaged. We fought after we got married and it was our first anniversary. And I asked my beloved husband what his most pleasant surprise was, um, from marriage to me. And he said, that his expectations for marriage had been so high and we had met so few of them that he didn't have any pleasant surprises Mm. to share. Mm -hmm. And the escalation was like, it's a slow build. Mm -hmm. Suffice it to say, the wedding ring got thrown across the room. The bags got packed. Mm. The car was started. Okay. I called a friend back home an older, wiser friend, Amy, she's probably listening. Thank you, Amy. <laughs> Amy is my mom's age, has eight, eight children, has been through this many, many time. Um, and I called her and I was like, I am so mad at Philip. I am divorcing him. This marriage is over after one year. And she was just, she was like, well, why are you mad at him? Amy's like really calm. She was like, why are you upset? I was like, and I told her and she was like, that doesn't feel Divorce worthy to me. <laughs> um, could you be pregnant? And I was horrified. I was so mad. I like yelled at Amy and was like, How dare you? How dare you diminish my emotions to like hormones and blah, 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 and yada, yada, yada. And a week later, I had to call Amy and be like, Hey, girl you was right hey so doing doing june (laughs) um but that's just one of like several examples of my first our first three years of marriage were just like i I remember looking up one day around like the second moving into the third year and i was like we haven't fought this week Mm -hmm. that's this crazy so conflict confrontation i know all about it Mm. how about y'all
1: i
2: don't like it i don't like it
0: and i and i
1: Me and Preston had a, yeah, we had a conversation about this on our podcast um, about how I think a lot of my issues with conflict is part personality and part just how I saw or observed it in my house. Mm -hmm. And so my mother is not a conflict person she's not afraid of it she just usually has i think wrong ways to handle it Mm -hmm. so for example if there's an issue that arose with her and a friend instead of having a conversation she cuts you off Mm
0: -hmm.
1: acts like it doesn't it's just like oh that's how we gonna be okay we good you know <laughs> or she buries it mm-hmm. and never addresses it mm-hmm. um, which just doesn't do well I think as a Christian to keep your heart soft mm-hmm. and so I just kind of navigated life with either cutting you off or acting like what you did did not bother me and moving forward mm-hmm. and never addressing the conflict mm-hmm. to even like be able to make the relationship grow and so it's only honestly through, therapy and marriage and even just having uh, matured in some some of my friendships that I've been able to see that there is a beauty and kind of an obligation Mm -hmm. for the sake of love to engage in certain conflict Mm -hmm. in a good way.
2: Yeah, I have to feel pretty safe in a relationship before I can really show the conflict Mm -hmm. side and and so in some sense I always understood why kids acted their worst Mm -hmm. with their parents Mm -hmm. because I was like you know what unfortunately I act my worst with my parents Mm -hmm. or with my husband and so it's interesting I think I'm more afraid of conflict with women Mm. and I don't know why than I am with my husband I feel safe with my like friends. Yeah, yeah. I have a harder time. I would dread coming to you all and saying, hey, when you said that, it really hurt me. Mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, most things don't hurt mm-hmm. me that mm-hmm. much. I, I do tend to assume the best from people. It's not like I'm walking around with all this hurt. Yeah. Right. But there are some things that do get in, and I have a really hard time. I have a hard time dealing with conflict when it's because of some way I feel. Mm. I, I will go into conflict when I think it's better for that person. Okay. Mm. So like if I saw you doing something, you know, maybe with your kids or whatever, I'd be willing to say, "Hey Jasmine, mm-hmm. that's not going to go well." You know, you told your you told you told Langston three times, "Don't do this." Mm-hmm. And then you gave him a treat to get him to stop screaming. I'd be willing to say, that right. might bring some conflict, right. but I'd be willing to do it because I care about someone as a friend. I have right. a really hard time when it, it's about how I feel about mm. things. That feels more personal the vulnerability to me. Part. But with Mike, I'll do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, unfortunately, he gets it in, in ways um, that I, I have not always done well. I feel like the first 10 years of our marriage, we had a lot of conflict. And I was really uncomfortable with that. Mm. I thought if we were a good Christian marriage, we shouldn't
1: have conflict. And where did, where did you you get that idea?
2: You know, I think I got it because my parents really didn't have a lot of conflict. And I, I don't even think they were stuffing it. You know, mm-hmm. some people are like they're just stuffing right, it of and course. it's gonna come out. I mean, they've been married 50 years, so yeah. they've either been stuffing for a really long time, mm-hmm. they just got along. So I thought we should just get along. Mm-hmm. What why why is this? And so I I don't think I realized how much the Lord was doing in my own heart in the conflict. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to blame him about some things and so it's been it's also been good I want to give hope to people who are dealing with conflict on a regular basis in Mm -hmm. their marriage it's been so different the second half of our marriage yeah like we laugh now we're like oh yeah you remember that would have been about a five-hour fight (laughs) yeah we can just now let things go so much easier Mm -hmm. apologize so much more quickly like we still have conflict, but yeah. we resolve it so much faster. And yeah. I just thank the Lord for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Which is, and it's also just to say different kinds of couples are different ways. I know that some, for somebody listening who is like going into marriage, I know a lot of people will, will say, how come when you talk about marriage, you always talk about how hard it is? Like sometimes your first year isn't hellacious and sometimes mm-hmm. you do get along and sometimes you don't fight all the time. And it's like, that's great. That's not my story. If you want to hear that story, you got to go talk to somebody else because mm-hmm. my story is that it was hard for me. Yeah. Um, but that's not to at all invalidate the fact that it's not always the same level of difficulty for other people or the same type of difficulty mm-hmm. for other people as it was for us. Because we were hitting six years October 4th is our anniversary, and we have like the second, the first three years were woof, and the second three years have just been really amazing, and part of that is learning how to deal with conflict. Well, I mean, you guys saw us yesterday. I mean, Philip, were having a disagreement. We're just having it in front of everybody. And like, nobody was mad. Nobody mm-hmm. was. It was just like, we're just going to talk. But we've learned how to we've learned how to do that through practice and through feeling safe and through believing the best, all of which I think are really important. I think one difficult context for a conflict is friendships.
1: Mm -hmm. because in friendships, they aren't as intimate Mm -hmm. as a marriage relationship would be, but they're still as needy Mm -hmm. or or, uh, needed. Absolutely. You know, I I need my friends. Mm -hmm. You know, I I just can't just have a husband. And so I think with those, sometimes it can feel less safe (laughs) for me. And like, I can be more afraid to be vulnerable with them just because they're not preston you know but i think i've kind of grown i don't know i, I guess it's therapy i've just grown to see that because i need them i need to be willing to work through difficult situations with them to preserve what we have mm-hmm. um and i didn't used to be that way it used to be okay i, I can i can do life without you but now i say no i don't mm-hmm. want to do life without you mm-hmm. and so i think this friendship is worth it and so let's address it because you ever had those times with a friend where nothing really happened per se. Mm-hmm. It was just a lot of little mm-hmm. things that just kinda has made it awkward and yes. weird. And you just kinda, somebody has to have a conversation like what's happening mm. with us, mm-hmm. you know? Because we're just, I don't I don't think we're like getting each other, does right. that make
0: sense? No, I'm gonna name a situation because she wouldn't mind. My best friend CJ was so funny. We were living <laughs> in Minneapolis and Minneapolis, according to CJ, so if you get mad, get mad at CJ. I'll give her your email. Her, I'll give y'all her email. But she is like, Minnesota's like passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. Minnesota nice. Mm-hmm. I heard that. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And so I had done something to upset CJ and she got really passive aggressive. And then my immature self, instead of being like, I'm noticing some aggression, <laughs> I got passive aggressive. This went on for a week. Mm-hmm. And CJ and I worked together. And we would like go to staff meetings together. And we always sat together, talked together. Okay, we were like going to staff meetings and sitting on the opposite side of the table. Mm -hmm. We were, you know, doing... And it all came to a head. CJ's bilingual. And we were at a parent-teacher conference with a Spanish-speaking parent. And this girl sat there while the Spanish-speaking parent talked to me for 30 minutes about her child in my English class. And she did not translate a single word. (laughs) And I was just like... She said, preguntas, that means question. <laughs> but what's the question? And CJ just sat there, you know, smiling, nodding, like taking notes, she and I was did, just like. She didn't help you. She didn't help me at all. And so finally I get, I get in the car and Phil's like, Jasmine, you haven't talked about CJ for a while. And I was like, yeah, we're not friends anymore. And he was like, what do you mean you're not friends anymore? Like, she's the best friend you ever had. What are you talking about? I was like, she, "I don't, she's not my friend anymore. And Phil said, why? And I said, I don't know. And he said, did you talk to her? No, I just figured she's acting weird. I don't have time for that. Mm -hmm. I just remember her saying, I don't have time for that. And I went to her classroom because Phil, my husband, he was just like, that's not an option. Mm -hmm. You don't have any other friends here. We just moved here. (laughs) CJ's your friend. You got one. You need to keep it. Yeah, he was like, she is your friend. She's not going anywhere. We're not doing that. And Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I just, he was like, we're not. We're just not. Mm -hmm. So the next day at school, I like went upstairs and went to CJ's classroom. And I was like, hey, I feel like things are weird between us. And she was, what are you talking about? And I was like, "Well." For instance, um, Mrs. Talavera really wanted to tell me something, and I still don't know what she said. <laughs> and so finally, we like got to the bottom of it, and we talked about it, and we hugged it out, and it was great. At this point in our lives, we're like 25 years old. Mm-hmm. Literally, the next day the other teachers called us into a teacher conference and they were like, we were wondering if you could talk to the ninth and 10th grade girls because something is going on. Somebody has said something, somebody has done something and we need somebody to mediate because mm-hmm. the ninth and 10th grade girls are just like at each other's throats. And we were like, cool. Yeah, no, we can talk to them because <laughs> even though can. we're twice their age, mm-hmm. we, we have experience mm-hmm. with that. And so we're sitting there and listening to them and y'all, these ninth and 10th grade girls, like the stuff they were mad about, was so similar to the stuff we were mad about and we were like, we are so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, couldn't that how conflict works? Something mm-hmm. so tiny. It's usually small. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a pebble in your shoe and it just turns into something so much bigger, especially with adults, I feel, because mm-hmm. I mean, teenage girls are more likely to have like these huge you know, mm-hmm. outbursts of passion about this or that. Once you become an adult, things just become less important. Mm-hmm. And so it gets pettier and pettier Mm -hmm. I have found in my own life that me and my my friends and I don't have conversations that should be a big deal. But because I'm so conflict averse, Mm -hmm. I turn it into a mountain. Mm -hmm.
2: It makes me think of that verse. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Mm -hmm. Isn't it your battles? (laughs) Isn't it your desires that battle mm-hmm. within you? You want something but can't get it. You kill and you covet. Yeah, I mean, there's this, yeah. there's this inner war that's happening that leads to the outer war. How do you diagnose that in your conflict with people? I mean, for for instance, for me, I can think back um, when we lived overseas in Scotland, we had gone for Mike's schooling. So I had given up the job I loved Mm. doing um, so that we could be there. And we were fighting a lot. And I realized the inner battle, the Lord just stopped me one day. I was reading Psalms and it was the psalm where it says, don't be like the horse or the mule who have to be controlled by bit or bridle or they won't come to you. Mm. And it's like the spirit just whispered, you are the mule, Melissa. (laughs) And it's like, I had come to Scotland submissively to my husband, I Mm -hmm. guess, but I hadn't, you know, I was fighting with every bit and bridle. And so every time my life there was hard, I blamed him, Mm -hmm. you know, when I had to walk a mile and a half to get the groceries and then carry them back myself up this big hill, I blamed him Mm -hmm. and we'd get into a fight about it. Suddenly it would squeeze out. Yeah. It's like my inner, my inner frustrations Mm -hmm. with my circumstances would get directed to him because I didn't want to be mad at the Lord because I knew that was wrong yeah. <laughs> and so I would take it out on him how have you seen those inner struggles you're having or inner desires or inner mm-hmm. inner doubts about the Lord or frustrations with what the Lord's doing in your life be kind of feed conflicts Well, you know with like friends that? it can
0: be envy sometimes too like I know as a married friend sometimes my single friends are going through serious stuff mm-hmm. and I'm just like you're so lucky. Like you have a pandemic going on and you don't have little kids running all around and you don't have a husband expecting something and you don't have a, and it really does take me putting myself in their shoes and not focusing so much. I think sometimes I just get so focused on my own stuff and it becomes a comparison game instead of a two-way relationship where I really am wanting the best for my sister and believing the best of my sister. Um, those little seeds of envy or those little seeds of pride, those little seeds Sees the flesh come into friendships and relationships really easily, mm-hmm. yeah. and I, I think
1: it's 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 hard because I think the flesh, well, for me, <laughs> the flesh will try to you know have me find ways to justify myself out of being responsible for any of the mm-hmm. like difficulty that's happening between us. It's like no, they are or they did or they're like. Um, I even had I have a problem texting people back. Okay. <laughs> that's just that's just my thing. I relate. Um I just have a really hard time just responding. And it it and it, it the only reason is it feels like pressure. Mm-hmm. It feels like cuz I have so many things pulling at me all the time, whether it's my email, or my deadlines or mm-hmm. you know my family or like the my business and so those text messages feel like another thing to have to mm-hmm. do um, but behind the text is a person and mm-hmm. so um, i had a situation mm-hmm. where i didn't respond to someone's text and they had a whole lot going on mm-hmm. that i didn't know about mm-hmm. so when i didn't respond they were really 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 offended And my mind is just I never respond to your text, right? You know know what I'm saying? And it's like, you're being sensitive. Mm -hmm. You're being needy. You're having expectations Mm -hmm. of me that I cannot live up to. And all of those might be true, but it does not mean that I should still shouldn't meet them where they are and say, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And so I think that's one of the hard Parts is like when it comes to the the desires and the flesh and the brain just always trying to find a way to mm-hmm. like say no it's the, i didn't do nothing wrong mm-hmm. i'm busy so mm-hmm. you should be right. able to accept it
0: and it's like no bro <laughs> like love is kind mm-hmm. i'm literally avoiding texting somebody back right now because i know that there's going to be conflict because well, it took me that long to text back and i did know something was going on in their i life. have the same thing happening <sighs> like, just before I came here, I was talking to another friend, and I was like, I need to text them back, but I know that I'm wrong for not having texted them back already, and so the time just keeps stretching, because I'm so conflict-averse, and I'm like, I know, and she's the kind of friend, My I have a lot of therapist friends, mm-hmm. and so they are big on, like, naming the, she is not afraid to be like, you hurt me, mm-hmm. this is how, let's discuss it, and mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, you honest. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. That's intimate. Um, which I think is a good the, the vulnerability and intimacy mm-hmm. of conflict is not something that we think about. I have a really hard time being vulnerable. So I don't want you to know that you hurt me because mm-hmm. then that means that I let you know that you have power and I let you know that I care about you. Yeah, then mm-hmm. that's awkward. It's easier to say I'm mad right. than it is to say
1: I'm hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm mad. It's like, okay. But beneath the, the anger, what what is that? Is there a <sighs> difference that you've seen between your holy sanctified Mm. style of conflict and between your fleshly ratchet style of conflict 100 percent Hey, Let's Talk
2: listeners. My name's Melissa Kruger, and I'm so excited to share with you about our sponsor for this season, um, Reform Theological Seminary. I have loved being a part of the community there for the past 20 years with my husband, Mike Kruger. He's the president at RTS Charlotte, and we love getting to be part of all that's going on there. Um, they have a lot of different degree programs. Jackie, you're going to be a student. Sure in am. spring. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us anything about the degree programs?
1: Well, you know, RTS offers Uh, Three Masters of Arts degree programs And they are available 100% online These degrees are perfect I think for anyone uh, Who wants to just pursue full-time vocational ministry Interested in PhD work The real smart people Or enhancing any of their gifts Through theological education
0: Jasmine, your husband's also at RTS He is He's the Vice President of Communications at RTS And a cool fact about us Is that we met at an RTS-sponsored booth at the Gospel Coalition Conference. So you can
2: find love at RTS. You can
0: find love at RTS and TGC. (laughs) If you would like to join the online degree program, which, granted, is probably less of a chance to find (laughs) love there, you can study at your own pace, attend virtual classes, and you have regular interactions with your professors and teachers' assistants. Overall, you can just study in a way that suits you best. And if you want to find out more about the RTS global degree program, you can go to rts.edu forward slash online.
2: When my fleshly conflict is all about me feeling justified in some way, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, or you did wrong to me. Yeah, it's all about me, Mm -hmm. honestly. Whereas there's a right conflict that can come for standing for good things. Jesus had a lot of conflict, oh, all the time. Yeah, when you look in scriptures, there are a lot of people mad at him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I think I've learned to feel actually more okay with that kind of conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I really am okay with people not liking what I believe if I know it's rooted in scripture. Mm-hmm. Like I can say. People are going to hate me mm-hmm. for some of the things I believe. I hope I don't hold it in a hateful way. Yeah. I'm not trying to be, right. you know, right. that way. But but I do understand the things I believe about the exclusive nature of the gospel that mm-hmm. you have to believe in the name of Jesus Christ to be saved. That is highly offensive. Mm-hmm. That's going to bring conflict mm-hmm. when, when I
1: a sword as, as the Bible calls it. Yeah, mm-hmm. when when I
2: hold that, it's it's conflicting, um, and so I feel you know that that feels of the spirit to Mm -hmm. me that Mm -hmm. willingness to stand and say hey i'm not saying this because i want to judge you or i don't love you i'm actually doing it because i do love you right and i care that jesus is coming back Mm -hmm. and i want you you know i think about noah Mm. (laughs) this flood's coming and he you know wouldn't he want to say get on the ark and y'all want to say get in Jesus and Mm -hmm. so there's certain kind of conflicts that I feel like are going to come to us as Christians that we need to be prepared for and be bold for and ready to say it's okay that the world hates me Mm -hmm. Um, the harder conflicts for me are the ones like I said earlier when I feel personally hurt I don't think I handle those as well Mm and I want to grow in that have you have you seen yourself grow in your ability to handle conflict well like do you have any hey this this is something i now put into practice that i didn't put into practice five years that's helped me do conflict better
1: yes when i started to realize that my love for god really is dependent on my love for my neighbor you know and so like how i was loving people who i was in conflict with revealed a lot about my heart Mm. for Jesus. (laughs) And it was like, okay, I don't have the freedom or the authority or the right to not love you. Mm. And I think when I saw that, it was like, okay, I need to find ways to handle conflict in a way that makes God smile. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that's honestly been the motivator because it's rare that I want to settle a situation because I feel like it. Yeah, It's usually always because I have this burden to obey Jesus. Um, even the other day, I had a situation where, I just been having a lot of conflicts during this pandemic, I don't understand. And <laughs> people are on edge. <laughs> this situation. We're all in the same room together. Where I needed the motivation to humble myself to resolve and reconcile something. And I was telling God, God, I just need your help. I just really need your help. I, I don't know if I need a verse, I need a song, I need something. And I was in, uh, I was on a panel discussion on Zoom, and somebody quoted uh, the passage where it says that the love of Christ controls us, mm. and that's all I needed. I was like, that's what it is, mm-hmm. right there. Like I have to be controlled by the love of Christ, not my ego, not my uh, love of safety and preservation and comfort, not my own stuff. Like Jesus died rose from the dead i'm his i need to be like him because oh my goodness he over here reconciling enemies to his father yeah <laughs> so like i kind of i got some big shoes to feel mm-hmm. and they have been filled but at the same time like yeah i don't know it just mm. it frees you up to obey but also to obey with joy because you know you're being like the one that you love does it make mm-hmm. sense absolutely mm-hmm. i don't know
0: yeah mm-hmm. Um, Therapy has helped me a lot with dealing with conflict. Um, I realized that a lot of times my motivation for the angry outbursts that I would have in conflict was power. I Mm. wanted power. I wanted to feel like I mattered. I wanted to feel like I had control. I wanted to feel like I had agency. When you look at my life, that makes sense. I grew up pastor's kid, fishbowl, Christian home. Mm. Lived at home until I got married. Never lived on my own. Um, 24, got married, moved from my father's house to my husband's house, and then because of Philip's job, we moved to Minneapolis. And because Minneapolis wasn't a great place for Philip, we moved to Mississippi, and I had a baby. And I so there's like all these different points in my life where I have felt like I lacked agency and lacked power. And so every single time I got into a conflict, I realized that it was me trying to grasp at that thing that I have never had, never experienced. And with friends, it kind of played out where, you know, I don't have power over my friends by throwing my wedding ring across the room. (laughs) (laughs) No, you don't. But cutting them off feels like power Mm -hmm. and saying, you know what? You hurt me. And so now I'm just not going to talk to you anymore. Mm. And that's me taking power or you hurt me. So I'm not going to tell you that you hurt me because if I tell you that I hurt you, then that's me admitting that Mm -hmm. you have power to hurt me and I can't do that. Mm -hmm. And so going to therapy and really like uncovering that ugliness and being able to admit it to myself And then after admitting it to myself and owning it, admitting it to God, who already knew it, Mm. love it. The idea that you come to him and you're like, God, I have a, I have, I'd be power tripping. And God's like, no, really? (laughs) Like, I know. And realizing that true, like, power and agency comes from resting in him. It doesn't come from these temporal, like winning an argument or one-upping or being able to have the final say. Or there's just so much that I learned, um, but going to therapy really helped me to be able to have tools and verbiage for the things that were bothering me. Uh, and the angry outbursts have, in the last few years, have just kind of died down. I told Philip the other day we we had a, we had an argument, and I was like, our arguments aren't even fun anymore. <laughs> we're just like, I disagree. Well. What I hear you saying is, well, I think that and then we we're like hug it out and I'm like, that was so boring. But it's good. Yeah. One place I see conflict
1: a lot is Twitter. Ooh. Um I, mm-hmm. I don't even know what to ask. Is there a is there a way to engage in conflict on social media or not engage? uh that is god glorifying because it it just it just seems like it's just it's a super contentious place you know yeah and so many of us are on it and don't plan to leave it though we might Mm -hmm. or should one day i don't know whatever the lord's calling you to do but at the same time yeah I, i just yeah jasmine you you have experience with that Mm-hmm. A, a lot. I do. I, I, my my default is to ignore. Because I just don't think Twitter is a realistic forum for any healthy conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't. Like, you, you can't hear my tone. There's no space for nuance. Uh, I don't know you. You don't know me. Like, we're just... It,
0: it, yeah. <sighs> yeah, the only reason I ever engage on Twitter is if I think it'll be helpful for somebody who's watching Mm. never for the person that is Mm -hmm. coming after me Mm -hmm. because I i think there's a way i um there's a way to talk to someone when you care about them and that conflict is trying to move them towards christ and then there's a way to talk to somebody that's just ugly and condescending and you're saying it behind your anonymous twitter profile and Honestly, on Twitter, I noticed the second category more than the first. Mm -hmm. So I usually am not going to respond unless I think the question asked is maybe something that other people are are wondering, too. Mm -hmm. And I can help other people by answering the question. Um, And I don't I generally don't block people. I generally don't mute people. Um, But I'm also generally not on Twitter that much. Mm -hmm. So I get on and then when I can't take it anymore and I feel like I'm going to pop off and throw the proverbial ring across the room i get off
2: mm-hmm. i've been helped sometimes by the arguments on there mm-hmm. I, you know sometimes when i'm I've hearing seen them it, done well yeah sometimes. i mean and and sometimes even when they're not done well mm-hmm. i'm like huh i'm gonna have to think about that mm-hmm. like so sometimes listening to an argument does make me think a little differently about a topic mm-hmm. you know and so i've been helped by it i don't personally want to i don't have the energy for it right. like i i'm i always feel like I mean, I, I was working in the church for so many years. There were so many real problems in front of me. Mm-hmm. I could not. I did not have the emotional energy to go have more problems mm-hmm. on Twitter. Honestly, right. when you're sitting with married couples who don't want to be in their marriage anymore, mm-hmm. to me, that's where my emotional energy was going. Mm-hmm. But I, but I do I, I do benefit sometimes from people's discussions that they're having on there or the interactions people are having. Some days it just feels like a cesspool mm-hmm. of people waiting to be angry at the next thing and i think we have to guard ourselves that conflict should not be something that is sought in fact this morning i was reading i was just finishing up i'm doing bible in a year i was reading second corinthians and and paul has spent a lot of this book confronting them (laughs) he's about a lot of things right but he says finally brothers rejoice aim for restoration comfort one another agree with one another live in peace and the god of love and peace will be with you greet one another with a holy kiss mm-hmm. all the saints greet you mm-hmm. you know and i'm like oh well these are the things i want to strive for aim for restoration doesn't mean avoid conflict it means go ahead and enter in but your aim is restoration right comfort one another agree with one another You know, live in, try, as as far as it depends upon you try to live at peace with with others sometimes they won't be at peace with you mm-hmm. you can try everything in your power to live at peace with somebody and somebody's at war with you and you know you you can't really do much about that but i do think i do have hopes that we at the church can do this better Mm -hmm. um my husband and i actually used to have a ministry in our home it was called pub night and it was we specifically designed it um it was promoting an understanding of the bible it was designed to talk about gray areas not sure areas in a healthy way around a table. Mm-hmm. So rather than have a big fight about spiritual gifts on mm-hmm. Twitter mm-hmm. where everybody's yelling at everybody and they're saying this you mean this means you mean this. Sit around a table and have a real conversation with someone. Yeah. Cuz when I engage with you and see, "Huh, Jackie just teared up about that. Maybe I hit a nerve." Mm-hmm. And maybe there's a story there I don't know from her past that mm-hmm. I should ask her about. Mm-hmm. That's relationship. That's having these conversations in context. Because sometimes I think we don't know the nerve we're hitting with someone online. No, you don't. People have a lot of really hard things in their background. They mm-hmm. do. So you might be saying one thing, but the other person's hearing something mm-hmm. because of their story. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I, uh, sometimes when I go to Twitter and see some of it, I feel like people are just missing people. And I wish people would sit around real tables with real yeah. people and have real discussions when
1: people are just uh behind when, when all you are is your words it, it doesn't feel human mm-hmm. you know and so i think the lack of uh, awareness of our humanity that twitter and social media uh brings about just that distance makes it easier sometimes to not be as charitable mm-hmm. as you should be mm-hmm. you know um and so i think we just have to remind that we're talking to image bearers yeah. mm. Like all of us, the people I don't like, the people I do like, the people who have political views that are different, the people who have theological views that are different—all of it, that every
0: single one of them are made in the image of God—and mm-hmm. I can't get beyond that. And I also think that until we learn how to do conflict well in the day to day, we have no business fighting with people on Twitter. That's true. Mm-hmm. Because the the priority, the clear priority of Scripture is people in your own sphere of influence. People in your household, people in the body that you're that you attend, that you're involved in, um, going to Twitter and arguing on Twitter when you can't even talk to your friend mm-hmm. about the little thing she said that hurt you, that's causing you to be passive aggressive towards her, is kind of putting the cart before the horse. And that's preaching to myself. Absolutely.
2: One passage people go to a lot when it's dealing with conflict or maybe confronting someone is Matthew 18. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'll hear hear a lot. Did you follow Matthew 18? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, can we talk about what what does Matthew 18 say to do when when we see someone caught in sin, which I do think it's important to note, it says caught in sin. Mm -hmm. So that's different than one time Mm -hmm. you looked at me funny and now I'm going to have a big sit down in confrontation with you. I do think there are things we can overlook. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the glory of God to overlook an offense. Mm-hmm. But if we see someone who's caught in a pattern like they're continually harsh. And so yeah, they were harsh to you but they're continually harsh mm-hmm. with other people. The Bible kind of lays out, okay, you should first go and confront them. Mm-hmm. And then it says if they won't listen to you, you should bring someone else. And then you should get the church involved. Have you all seen that done well? Um, Has that been helpful? It's kind of a different kind of conflict because you're dealing with the person's sin. It's Mm -hmm. not just interpersonal conflict. It's kind of like, this is is a bigger issue, and I'm trying to help you see it's not just affecting me. It's affecting
0: who you are and who the Lord made you. I've seen it done well. I've seen it done badly, and I've seen it done well. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never been involved in it before. I did want to add just another
1: passage that I think... um, Is really helpful to just meditate on and remember um, and how to do conflict well, because conflict isn't bad. It Mm -hmm. just can be done Mm. bad. (laughs) But Colossians... Uh, Three, uh, starting at verse 12 says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, Mm. kindness, humility, meekness and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must believe or must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Mm. And so it's hard but it's possible because we're god's chosen ones we are holy we are beloved and so we do have the power to put on compassion and to put on kindness and to put on meekness and imagine how different our relationships would be Mm -hmm. um, if we practice this more often Mm -hmm. and god is not through with his church and so as we progress and are sanctified we will practice it more and more Mm -hmm. and so we got hope Mm, that's good amen thanks good job closing that was great Uh all right
0: enough of that she closed it (laughs) all right guys so after talking about conflict (laughs) let's talk to the games that lead to conflict in our homes what is your favorite board game or card game my favorite card game is spades
1: Mm. by far um, and the way I avoid conflict is by not having people as my partner that don't know how to play. Because if you don't know how to play, that's when it becomes difficult. Yes. That's when I get a little mad, you know. And all of my sarcasm comes out when we're playing cards. It's, it's just nothing is off limits. I'm, I'm gonna be holy. You understand?
0: But I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna press some buttons. Yep. For the sake of winning. I just learned how to play spades when I was um Love spades. Twenty four, twenty-three. Oh, spades is mm-hmm. that's that's my game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um my favorite is phase ten.
2: Oh I'm I like
0: not allowed to play oh. it. Oh. Why not? Because I am mean. <laughs> Sin is crouching at your door. That's not a one of seven. No, it's not that. It's like the like whose turn is it? Maybe the turn of the person we're all looking at. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know or like do you think i can play this i don't know is it green but that's funny to me that i'm just like i'm not sure (laughs) or like if somebody's like taking a long time holding their cards i'm just like can you count do you need help (laughs) so whenever people come over our house um my mom i'd be like we should play face 10 and my mom would be like nah Mm -mm. jasmine can't play face 10 Mm -hmm. that's not gonna happen i'm just i'm very Mm. it's funny because i'm not a competitive person normally but like when it comes to face 10 i'm just like do you want to be sitting here all night? Oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah,
2: actually, cards brings it out in me, but I think it's fun. I'm like, I don't want to it play is. against someone who's not talking a little bit of smack to yeah. me. Like, I like the competitive. That's a part of it. So <laughs> I like Nerds. Have you ever played Nerds?
1: I used, One I played time. it once. I don't remember the gist of it.
2: It's it's basically like a group game of solitaire in some ways, but you're you're fighting with each other to to get rid of your cards mm-hmm. is, is basically what it is. And so it's really fast, but you have to, being thoughtful matters mm-hmm. too. And so I like the speed of it, but I mean, I'm talking the whole time. I hate you. Yeah, I mean, I cannot mm-hmm. believe you got that before me. And I, I kind of like that because it's just fun. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm.
1: obviously I'm not really, I don't really
0: hate mm-hmm. them. Yeah, I won't but, pick
1: on you if you're doing well. Yeah. But
0: if you're moving slow. Yeah.
1: But that's yeah. that's why I'm, I'm picky. Like even with mm-hmm. phase 10, this game can be really long mm-hmm. if you don't know how to get your face Just, it's in your hand it's Lay right there don't hesitate and so I'll ask have you played this before if so how many times mm-hmm. if it's we're under five we're
0: not going to play I'm you not, need to practice I'll more. watch
1: I'm not going to engage <laughs> practice with a
0: babysitter because that's not what I'm here for <laughs> yes <laughs> Philip and I played it when we were dating and he was like this is a different side of you I was like it is I'm sorry
1: Well, that's it for this week's episode of Let's Talk. Um, Come back next week for our final, everybody say final. Final. Final episode on lies women believe. Let's Talk is a podcast from the Gospel Coalition Podcast Network. The Gospel Coalition supports the church in making disciples of all nations by providing resources that are trusted and timely, winsome and wise and centered on the gospel of Jesus Christ.